Hi everyone, I'm Jason Pittock and you're listening to Beyond PPC, a podcast brought to you by ClickGuard, covering all the latest stories and insights from PPC and beyond to help you succeed in your digital marketing journey. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on YouTube and Instagram. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. So today we're going to be talking about how to improve your ROAS on Google Ads. And there is a way. Although, obviously, uh, Google's revenue machine, we are going to show you some tricks and treats that we've picked up over the last couple of years, and we want to share them with you guys. So we have here today founder and CEO of ClickGuard, Ralph Perrier. Thank you, Jason. Uh, I'm excited to get started. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to be talking about ROAS and what does ROAS actually account for and what does it really mean? So first of all, ROAS stands for return on advertising spent. And by the way, we have linked an article here below with the whole calculator and how to calculate your ROAS. So putting it simply, uh, it's a factor of how much you spend on acquiring your customer over how much revenue that customer equates to. Let's make an example. If I spent $100 on customer acquisition and the customer is worth $400, Therefore, my ROAS would be 4x, or better said, 400%. Now, Ralph, why do you feel that ROAS is like the most essential metric that is important for marketers to be measuring? Uh, Because it's the real tangible raw numbers and how much we're actually getting back for what we're putting towards the campaign or the ads. It's really the first, I guess you can say, metric because it removes a lot of the vanity metrics and ignores a lot of other you know, related resources, like for example, time spent maybe researching, labor, in order to basically get a snapshot of uh, what exactly is happening, again, only within the campaigns and only within you know, what you're putting towards that particular uh, marketing effort directly within the platforms. This typically works really best for e-commerce sites because at least initially, you know, because the conversions are actually sales transactions versus, I guess you can say other industries where you know, it's like lead acquisitions, phone sales, because, you know, later on, you may have to factor in the labor for, you know, that conversion in terms of, you know, the person who's actually doing the sales, uh, where con- or, or, or I guess you can say in situations where conversions and actions may or may not translate into actual sales immediately. So for e-commerce, it's, it's, you can see rather immediately, hey, you know, we've put X amount of dollars and we've got exactly X amount of sales. It's rather immediate. Right. Now, even for uh, transaction sites, ROAS will be, you know, completely different than ROI simply because, again, uh, you know, you're not taking into consideration many other things outside of the campaign, as I've, right. as I've mentioned before, you know, like the direct cost, personal time spent, you know, researching, setting up the campaigns, maybe doing designs, landing pages, keyword researches. Uh, these are all things that, you know, end up factoring into the overall cost and effort uh, that, go, that, you know, you, you, you do have to, you know, as a marketer, you know, as a marketing department, you do have to factor these things in. But they don't show up directly, you know, within your dashboard. These are things that are usually probably measured over a longer period of time. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, maybe by the quarter, you know, when you might have to basically go back and factor those things in, in terms of, you know, your overall uh, spent towards those efforts, you know, but again, I look at it, in, but, you know, as essentially it's, it's a deep health check that's focused exclusively, again, on the raw numbers of what the ads are producing versus what's being spent. Uh, so for most advertisers, it's a very simple formula of conversion value being divided by cost. If you're a marketer that lives in the dashboard, you know, you kind of really get a quick and very direct answer for that, you know, without having to factor in, like I said before, a lot of these other things. Yeah, no, that's 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 right. I think the uh, there is often like a percentage that is 
uh, not factored mm -hmm. in, uh, but, but obviously factoring as much as you can in is going to give you the best KPI. Do you know, there's an example mm -hmm. um, of like a really sustainable marketing practice that uh, I'd like to share. So I was working with a, an e-learning e platform mm -hmm. late in 2019. These guys are doing e-courses focused on like disability learning. So people were learning mm -hmm. these different skills, disabled people were learning all these skills uh, via this e-learning uh, e -learning platform. And their customer mm -hmm. acquisition cost was $850. Uh, so they mm. were prepared to spend like nearly a thousand dollars to acquire a customer, but their ticket value mm. was close to 4,000. And this is yeah. a really typical example of like 400% or 4X ROAS. Now these types of models aren't common, like not everybody makes a 4X ROAS, but most marketers say like $1 in and you might say $2 out is a really good place to start. Mm. I, a lot of questions people ask me is like, what do you consider is a good ROAS? Like where, what would you consider a healthy uh, ROAS for myself, a, a business to start with? Well, I mean, I think uh, really that actually depends on the industry. It depends on the space. I mean, the example you gave there is categorized as a high ticket offer. So I think, you know, with high ticket offers where the transaction is immediate, it's very easy to measure that uh, upfront, you know, in terms of how much are we cooping within that particular example. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, with some industries where, you know, the lifetime value of the customer may or may not materialize, you know, it might take a while uh, after kicking off a campaign to really know if the ROAS is, is paying off. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, keeping in mind that ROAS is, again, focused exclusively on ad spend and nothing else without knowing, you know, the business's fixed or operational cost, it's hard to really say. To address your question more directly, I'm not really sure there's a minimum fixed ROAS that, that apply universally to all industries, you know, because I think I've seen some, you know, the margins are extremely slim, but if they can make it work for them, they continue to reinvest into it. Obviously, that's on the opposite spectrum of the high ticket example that you just gave. But I say that because I've seen vendors that are comfortable, you know, scaling, uh, uh, where where our ROAS you know is like ten percent, right. while others while others need a minimum of eight hundred percent to survive. Again, that's a very difficult one to say. You know what's the minimum? I've seen the entire spread, the entire spectrum. So again, it, it really all depends. And, and again, sometimes also you know it, you you can see actually even within the same industry sometimes, yeah. you know the the, the ROAS might be the same on the dashboard. Uh, but again, if when you step further back out and you're looking at a higher level in terms of, you know, what's the ROI, if the business is able to really manage other costs really well, that, that ROI might work really well for them yeah. <laughs> while it doesn't work as well for, you know, for a competitor that's in the exact same space that might be getting the exact same ROAS as well. No, that's good. And uh, I think that mm. that's the most critical element. Bear in mind, you know, that you are very much attached to your industry. You know, what is your industry average? I think doing your research, finding out your industry average. In fact, you know, bearing in mind that your that you, you know what your customer journey is and what it costs you to, to acquire them. Now, so anyone out there who's watching watching this, you know, what would you say that they should you know what they should be looking at uh, to improve their ROAS? Like what should be the first couple of things that they should do that again, Francis said at the beginning, from what we've picked up over the last couple of years, working with mm -hmm. some of the, you might say the biggest Google ads campaigns out there and, you know, mm -hmm. both successes and failures, what you've picked up, what would you recommend people do to improve the rice? Well, Jason, as you know, I'm a big advocate of knowing what it is you're buying and paying for. So I always say, you know, start with definitely understanding and knowing your customers intimately, uh, your ideal customer intimately, because uh, that kind of guides uh, your ability to perform very good and extensive keyword research. Uh, and, you know, the better you understand your customer's state of, you know, your customer's way of thinking, you might even be able to discover, you know, less competitive keywords that your competitors aren't, you know, really going after. Also, 
that helps you to also understand the conversion journey for those particular keywords and the different stages which your target ideal customer is in, uh, which helps you to better optimize your landing page, your messaging. And again, being that we're, we're here at ClickGuard, I'm a strong believer in making sure you know you have really good forensic logs to really understand what it is you're paying for with every click. Again, that kind of also helps you to optimize your landing. That goes back to helping you to optimize better your landing pages and being able to, and again, if we're talking about getting better value, things such as always, you know, looking for how you can increase ticket value, remarketing, monitoring and tracking your data. Yeah, that's good. You mentioned uh, traffic sources and that brings to mind, you know, invalid traffic. You know, people, of, you know, I, I guess anybody that's listening to this or watching this, like knows when I, you know, when we talk about invalid traffic, what we're talking about, you know, is there actually any way that if you've paid for that bad traffic, those bad clicks, those that you might say, well, it's never going to convert. Is there any hmm. way you can get the refund from Google ads? Like, have you ever seen this? <laughs> well, I won't say it doesn't happen, uh, but that's very rare these days as uh, anyone who's tried to get refunds from Google, you know, I, I think we can conclusively say Google is definitely not in the business of providing refunds, <laughs> particularly refunds that put into question what they want us to believe is really a foolproof and fully automated and valid traffic and filtering system. System. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been using Google Ads since 2003, very early stages. And, you know, I've seen some significant uh, refunds. You know, we, I used to run a business where, you know, we'd spend about north of $100,000 a month on Google Ads. And, you know, we used to get a good amount back. But these days we see customers that are spending a million dollars plus per month. And before they come on, before they came on board, they show us the forms that they, you know, links that they'd follow with Google and would absolutely get nothing back, even though it was clearly yeah. an apparent, you know, that there were a ton of invalid traffic happening. So I would say, you know, don't count on refunds for invalid traffic from Google. Uh, we say, you know, it's best to use a tool like ClickGuard to avoid the problem in the first place as refunds are becoming less and less of a thing as time goes on. Not only just in terms of protecting in terms of avoiding, you know, the invalid traffic for savings, but again, a lot of that traffic kind of really skews uh, your analytics and skews your data. So if you can avoid it just completely to begin with, that's always the best route. Uh, it's like, Prevention is better than reaction, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So that's, no, that's good. I think that's a, a really, uh, it's always been something that people ask about, like, hey, can you actually get a refund? And I think it's a great answer. Well, prevention is better than reaction. So look after yourself before you get yourself in that position. Now, do you know this whole thing with, with ROAS and uh, Google Ads return investment? Do you believe there is like a, has been a change in like these go to market strategies where people are starting to mention? you know, sustainable ROAS and you know, the return advertising spend. Do you think there's like been a change with this new word? Because ultimately it was come from Google, the days of Google AdWords, right? Where they used to put it as a metric in the, in the dashboard. Do you think that there's been a whole shift because of Google ads uh, with this terminology? Well, I think Google is also, if you look at the dashboard and the things that they're, they're they obviously they, because they don't have access to what your overall marketing efforts are outside of the dashboard. So therefore, by all means, it, it, it's, it's only natural that they're big in terms of, you know, having you focus on the ROAS. And again, as digital marketers, you know, we're often closely looking at the raw numbers on a daily basis. Uh, it's usually up to management uh, who are, you know, oftentimes looking at the bigger quarterly pictures in terms of, you know, again, employment and, and factoring in all other costs that are not within the dashboard. Uh, it, it only makes sense because, you know, most digital marketers that I know who are working on big accounts, they probably don't really track much of the time or research and other work that they do outside of, 
you know what what what's showing in the dashboard. So you know ROAS, it makes sense. Uh, you know you want you want to look at that number very closely because again I always say that's the raw numbers that tells you how that campaign or how those ads are performing. So it, it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's the real. <laughs> that's that's the real. That's the real starting point. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's good. Oh, it makes I, sense. It's a good note to finish on. Raw, raw ass. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to Beyond PPC. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear and support the podcast, please go ahead and share it with others. You can also hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear from you. To catch all the latest from ClickGuard, you can follow us on Instagram or YouTube. I'm looking forward to the next episode, everyone, and let's make every click count. <laughs>